0: Boom, and we are live. Man, I tell you, it came down to the wire. I was over here doing what I had to do. I'm looking at the countdown like, come on, Mike, come on, five, four, and then I jump and I'm like, and I'm smiling. It's everybody else, it's a calm countdown. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Monday episode of the True Christian Podcast. As always, for the boring part, my name's Michael, you probably know that, and this is JD, my brother from South Africa, joining us all the way from several different time zones.
1: What's up, brother? What's happening, my brother? Good to see you. Good to be here. Excited to uh, dive into the scriptures with you, as always. It's been a long week. God's been good, um, and I see we've got everybody in. We've got we've got 31 people here already. That's awesome, guys. Don't forget to like, share subscribe. We often get people ask, how can we support the ministry? This is one of the biggest ways to support is simply to like and share um, and get the message out to as many people as possible. Every day is a new day to share the gospel of Christ Jesus. So Amen. welcome.
0: Amen. And as always, people watching on TikTok, not a lot yet. I think it's taken, I'm uploading a video. I'm on the live stream on my phone and I'm streaming on, uh, on here. So I'm just using up all the internet right now. Luckily, I'm hardwired in. But uh, so TikTok, as always, you can't comment. You can't uh, see JD on the screen with his wonderful face. And uh, you can't see the Bible on the screen. So if you want to join in on the full experience, you got to come over to YouTube. Uh, But that's the last I acknowledge you. Get, Get behind me now little tiktokers no i'm just playing but uh guys look so tonight we're diving into luke chapter four and it's a little bit of a you know i don't know if i'd say a funny story behind it because it's not actually funny but just the um i've been trying to get into luke four and what's crazy is when i woke up today like normally if i can't do something i'm the kind of guy that like i live in the moment bro so if i I forget to do something or i can't get to it tomorrow yesterday like i'm past it I i woke up like no i need to get into this i was gonna go live today during the day Uh, But then I texted you and I said, hey, we're going to do it on the podcast tonight. So I didn't even give JD like an option. Normally we like conversate, like we got to go into this tonight. Um, Yeah. Because I wanted to do it yesterday on Sunday. Now, the reason why I want to do this, uh, not only because it's the beginning of Jesus' ministry as the title of the podcast is, but Sunday I was diving deep into it because my pastor is in that area. And because he was in that area, I started reading it again. And I was telling JD as I'm reading it. Like, I, I, I don't know about you, bro, but when I'm reading the Bible, sometimes I get lost in it. Like I get lost yeah. and this doesn't happen. I'm not, i am not i am not a reader. Like, that's the thing I don't think people understand. I, I'm not a reader. I don't know about you. I despise reading, but I love reading the word of God. I yeah. struggle at reading. I promise you this in my life outside of the Bible, I have fully completed read from beginning to end two books. Everything else I've read in pieces, then came back, then went away, then came back. Like I have a very short uh, <laughs> ability to stay with a book, right? Like I'm currently reading like 37 books. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not good at, at you know what I mean? But when I open the yeah. word of God up, that's how I know it's the Holy Spirit, bro. <laughs> so I'm like, this couldn't be me. I, I don't Amen. know where it's coming from. I have an ability yeah. to read and, and see it like clear as day. And I was in Luke, and I really wanted to dive into it with you guys. So that's Amen, the story. Man. Now you, no matter what, this is what we are do doing
1: today. Blessed every, every every single time you hit me with one. I think we've had like five or six podcasts where you've been like, "This is what we're doing. We're reading this." Like, um, it's always been it's always been edifying. It's always been good. So um, I know this is going to be a blessing, especially the the episodes where we are not just talking smack, where we are actually unpacking biblical truth um, it's, it's, it's always an absolute blessing and it edifies me and we pray that it edifies all of you and whatever the Lord has put on our brother's heart tonight, will reach those deaf ears and soften those hardened hearts. That's what it comes about. That's what it's about. Ultimately, that's what it's about.
0: Amen. And let us also remember that, um, it's an interesting day today. It is September 11th. Um, so here in the United States, all of you know what that day is. I'm sure JD knows what that day is as well. It's it's not like it's, you know, limited. Um, but regardless what your theories are behind it, I know there's people that have the... I, that's not what this is about right now. No matter what lives were lost that day. And over here, at least, I'm from the Northeast. That day will never be forgotten for me. Because up in the Northeast, we just thought we was all under attack. Like, we really just... I mean, you know what I mean. Like, we don't know what's going on. So, I still remember that day uh, intensely. Um, so, just uh, today, let's go ahead and make sure that we keep those families in our prayers because those people aren't that old. Remember, we we ain't that old. So, the people that lost people are still walking around. This ain't his, this ain't Pearl Harbor, guys. Like, this is people today are still without a child, or still without a wife, or still without a husband, or still without a brother uh, because of that. Okay, so. Yeah. Uh, let's 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 remember that and and all the acts, obviously. So just wanted to remind us yeah. of that because it is September 11th. But yeah, guys, I'm ready to dive into the Word of God.
1: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Let's go ahead and pull it up. All right. So the reason Luke 4 is the interesting starting point, obviously, is because this is really where we see the ministry take off. Luke is a Luke is a very detailed writer. This is what I mean, it took him four chapters to get to even beginning Jesus's ministry. Right? By by chapter 2 in the Gospel of John, Jesus already has a couple of apostles. Uh I mean, when we when we look at Luke's writing, he takes his time. So we're starting at Luke 4 because I want to focus on that beginning point where Jesus begins his ministry. Um oh, should I bring the KJV up? My bad.
1: And and the other thing about Luke's gospel is is he he unpacks things he goes into details mentions people places um moreover than the than the other gospels <laughs> simply because luke had luke luke had a lot more time and luke followed paul very closely so he knew um everything that paul had related to him as well as speaking to the half brother of christ james and the other apostle peter who's also known as cephas and we also know that Luke penned down the book of Acts as well. So we know his writing style; he's very thorough. Um, and apart from Matthew and Mark, this gospel came after Matthew and Mark, but it's believed it still be, it still came before John. Uh, so a you lot know, to unpack. If, been, if you really think about it, Luke is probably
0: the one. Like, if I had to say, like, obviously we know the Holy Spirit's involved, so I trust them all equally. Right, I don't want this to sound like I trust, but like when it comes to who's not, what 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 they're bringing into the writing, Luke followed the apostles all of them. And he's detailed, and he's the kind of guy that takes notes and and keeps accurate things. So the Acts of the Apostles, you see Paul writing with them, like you can tell by literary style when certain people are around him in the vicinity, and then you know then and they're not there, and then Paul shows up, and then suddenly like you start seeing first person a little bit. Like Luke was with them all at one point. Yeah. He's met people, he's talked to people, and he tells us in the beginning of Luke. I have compiled this from the eyewitnesses.
1: Let's go to it, just because we might as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a good opener. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's a reminder because I, I was I was saying this actually on the live stream that a lot of people want to try and say the Bible is mythologic, you know, stuff, right? And it, it's arrogant when people say that because if you look at the criteria of testing historical literature, it's there's a certain criteria, and, and one of them is literary style, right? There is nothing about the Bible to lead you to believe it's a myth. Even if you don't believe it's true, there's nothing about it that says myth, not the style of writing, not the historical information, not the geographic information. When they look at archaeology, like there's nothing about this that leads to a myth. And then, so like I said, when we start at the beginning, he's explaining that he is, uh, let's see, in as much as many have undertaken to compile a narrative, of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us. And I know that the language here is is harder because we speak in a a very sloppy age with English. So even in a modern English Bible, you might not be even getting this, I'll be honest. Mm
1: -hmm. He's saying
0: that the people that I've talked to, the people that I've uh interviewed and 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 acquired this information from, are they apostles, the disciples, not just the 12, but the disciples of Jesus. Because Jesus has Amen. more than 12 disciples. He chose 12 for his apostles. Yeah. He's spoken with these people. He said, Among us, those that were from the beginning, the eyewitnesses that have delivered them to us, right? And he says, it seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you. Most excellent Theophilus. You know, we got to be thankful that Theophilus was interested, right? Luke was like, I gotta write this incredible thing for, for him because he I want him to believe. Because if you read it, it says that you have that you may have certainty concerning the things that you have been taught. So this guy's heard the gospel, and he's probably like, you know, they don't got Bibles, right? I want to know more about this. I want to know more about Jesus. And Luke is obviously conversating with them. So it looks like I'm going to put together a compilation from all these people and talk to all these people. And I'm going to put it on paper for you, Theophilus. And now we have the gospel of Luke, one of the most in-detail gospels you're going to find. I mean, the most in-detail gospel.
1: Boom. So. Boom, shaka boom. Absolutely. I love it.
0: Also, just for apologetics, uh, you know, point here, when you hear someone say, why do some of the gospels contradict each other? Yeah. What you're really getting is that Matthew only saw things from one point of view. So Matthew's like, then Jesus walked up and he said, boom, 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 blah, blah, blah. And then he walks into the synagogue. Well, Luke talked to the people in the synagogue. Luke talked to the people that were outside of the synagogue. Luke talked to the people that were behind the synagogue. So Mm, it's just mm, different mm. perspectives of the same event happening. You know, we always exactly. see things through our eyes and hear with our ears. Someone can right now take a count. There were 62 people in Mike's live. And an hour from now, someone could do the same thing. There were 57 people in Mike's live. If 100 years from now you were reading these journals, it's not a contradiction. One was there yeah. present at a different time or one only yeah. saw 10. You know what I mean? So this is just how perspectives yeah. work. So, yeah. all
1: right, And it's like an investigating officer. That's exactly it. Is. Yeah. Amen. I mean, and with with that being said, also, you know, with with those that say there are contradictions, also don't understand investigative journalism. They don't understand how things are written down. Um, Again, if I say, uh, you know, if if Mike and I are walking down the street and and we see, you know, I see three cats, but he only manages to see two of the three cats. And in his account, he wrote, we saw two cats and I wrote, we saw many cats Um, again not a contradiction, just the perspective of which it was written. And if we go into the textual critics and those who wrote the the copy of the copy of the copy of the manuscripts, they compare these copies to see that these accounts line up. And that's why, again, like like Mike has already explained in a previous um, video on TikTok, so you can always go back and go find that video. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but, but basically, the, depending on what version of the Bible you are reading, you will see certain things have been left out. The verse hasn't been changed or omitted. It's literally in the footnotes. So a lot of people will come at you with, "That's not a good Bible because X, Y, and Z verses have been removed." Blah blah blah. But our question, you know, I always say, go and look at the footnotes and why that verse wasn't inserted for. And they will tell you, the most Bibles have an index and they tell you which manuscripts they use, where they pulled their sources from, and how they translated the Bible from which manuscripts. So again, it is important to note that we have over 6,000 manuscripts in the Greek. And from these manuscripts, there are over 400,000 textual variants. So again, if I say, this food made me feel good, and Mike says, I enjoyed this food thoroughly. I am happy. We're saying the same thing. It's just different vocabulary, different textile, different grammar. And the same way, and this is what blows my mind, the same way we're individuals and we have an individual way of speaking. We've got our own personalities. The same thing with the apostles. They weren't robots, dudes. They didn't go, eh, ah, this is what we write down here. They wrote from their perspective. This is this well, is I why think we they, see
0: people it. also imagine that, like, I don't know. Do they think that uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit means like they're just sitting there one day? Peter was getting old, and then he's just like, <laughs> and then like he's <laughs> like, What did I just write? Oh my goodness! I'm about to read this. Like that's not. Yeah. That's not. What's happening? I was really back. Like yeah. I get you. Yeah. I guess if, if that's what you think's happening, then yeah, I'd have questions too. Why this is happening? But it's Amen. not that. Um, in fact, uh, the, if you actually, if if everything was lined up perfectly, I'd ha- I'd have questions. I'm I don't want to believe that. I wouldn't yeah. want to believe it if all the gospels were word for word the same. I'd be like, well, first of all, why do we have all the gospels? And second of all, uh, why are they word for word the same? So yeah, yeah I, I yeah, I couldn't I couldn't at all believe that. But all right, Luke chapter four, Uh, brother, you want to go ahead and start?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. here we go. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from the Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness. So for those of you who don't know where we are right now, if you go to Matthew three, we see where Jesus Christ was baptized, came out of the water. Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove voice. The father spoke from heaven and said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And this is the point where Jesus Christ heads off into the wilderness being 40 days, tempted of the devil. And in those days, he did eat nothing when they were ended. He afterward hungered. So just to read it from the ESV to make it more plain and simple in English for 40 days, being tempted by the devil, he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. Naturally, Jesus didn't eat for 40 days. He didn't drink for 40 days. He was parched and he was on the verge of, you know, starvation. The, the hunger used here is, is a, it's not, I feel like a snack hungry. Jesus's body needed nourishment at this point, and And this is what we see. So 40 days.
0: Yeah. And I want to emphasize for the 40 days in Deuteronomy 8. 8- let me just go there because I know some people want to see it. Uh, Deuteronomy nine verse nine it says, "When I went up the mountain, I received the tablets of stone, the tablets of the covenant that the Lord made with you. I remained on the mountain forty days and forty nights. I neither ate bread nor drank water, and the Lord yeah. gave me the two tablets." I want you to just keep that in your mind for a second. We're not done. Hold put on. That on yeah. put,
1: that, put that on the shelf.
0: Put that. Put that on a shelf real quick. Uh, then let's go over to here in first kings 19 and he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights to horeb the mountain of god that's elijah now why did i want to emphasize that at the beginning of moses's like real obviously the beginning of his journey starts you know all the way back a long time ago but the beginning of like what he was going to be receiving the 10 commandments leading these people 40 days and 40 nights the beginning of prophet Elijah really like stepping into what he was going to be fasted 40 days and 40 nights, the fulfillment of the prophet and the law. Elijah is the prophet. Moses is the law. Also, these are the two he brought forth in the transfiguration. We see Jesus begin his ministry. Like, I I, I don't know. I can't speak for Jesus behind that, but I don't know. He has to do the, it's, it's the, it's that fulfillment that we see constantly in scripture, not that he has to, but that he has to, he's going to do this because this is what was done already. That's what I see when I'm, when I'm reading this and, and it's just mm. how at all you start seeing this fulfillment. It also makes you kind of wonder how, you know, the Jews just looked at all the fulfillments in in his life and just like, nah, yeah, no, no, no,
1: no, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. I mean and that's just that's just testimony to how how, how the de- the devil's delusion works because they had these scriptures. They had yeah. these scriptures. So we see these parallels, we see these parallels 40 40 40. Again guys, there's 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 numbers in the Bible are significant and they hold significance. Again I'm not telling you to run down rabbit holes and go, ooh, verse 7 of that is in verse 7. And go read all the verse 7s throughout the Bible. Uh, you know, some people do that, and that's not what I'm telling you to do. But ultimately, <laughs> where God speaks with significant numbers, the number 7, uh, the number 3, the number 40, we see these, these the parallels. The interesting
0: thing, though, with 40 is, 40 is like, if, this is science here, biology. 40 days is the limit of a human body. Human yeah. body can survive 40 days. 41, it's done. It, it's you, You're not going beyond 100. 40. And yeah. from the beginning, we see God taking his chosen ones and, and showing them that if you trust me, I'll let your body go to the max. Moses, yeah. put your trust in me. I'll show you your body going to the limit elijah and then here's jesus riding in our body like i am gonna take it to the limit showing us i yeah. had full control over this if the human body dies at 41 days without food i'll walk for 40 and yeah. you and i ain't doing it yeah, there are some people since then that have done 40 day fast that's what you know people say i've yet to actually yeah. watch one for 40 days but i've heard that people do it some people talk about like i've done it more than once like oh, okay uh I-
1: Good, yeah, good listen, <laughs> that's that's where I wanted to like, I wanted to jump in, and actually, I, I was gonna say that next. You know, they're, always tell me they're about how they know
0: someone they're like, Yeah, patriarch so and so, or my priest yeah. does one once a year, yeah. like 40 days, yeah, no food,
1: yeah, 40 days, no water, yeah. No. yeah, And I've, I've seen, I've seen homies that attempt the 40, 40 day fast. And then day 41, they eat a chip and die. Like you, you, you like, they, they'll be like, oh 41, let me have a potato chip. And then good night Vienna. It's over because your body literally can't do that. So, so for today, um, I wouldn't suggest it to anybody. Like anybody who's like, I want to be close.
0: People aren't even close to doing it for like two weeks. Because we're yeah. not we're not used to it. We're so used to eating. Um, we live in our spoiled countries that we live in, where we eat, we eat, we eat. So our bodies aren't prepared for it. We would put ourselves into t- some type yeah. of shock, uh, uh, some type of deficiency. We'd probably kill ourselves just straight up if we push yeah. without, especially without proper b- b- building up and training your body, right? Um, mm. And then I also have one more thing highlighted here before we go back to the, you know, to the two versions. I, I I highlighted that he was hungry because as I'm reading it to you and me, hunger is like it just it's an it's a part of existence. And we can skim past this. But the infinite God of the universe, who also when we go back to Psalm 50, said, if I were hungry, I would not tell you for the fullness of this world is mine. And here in this moment, a reminder of the sacrifice. It See, people think that the sacrifice was just the cross. That's not the sacrifice alone. If you're telling me it's not a sacrifice for the infinite God to empty himself and to dawn things like hunger, hunger,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he made our bread. He, we know Jesus literally made food from air because he does it when he feeds the 5,000 and he hungers. As a part of this journey, 40 days. So it's not just that he went 40 days. It's that it's God who makes the food. Think about every time God's talked about in the Bible. What does it say? The sparrow has no sowing or what? The father feeds him. The flowers get this. How much more do you mean for us? And we think about Jesus. Like just think about that.
1: He was hungry. Yeah. And another parallel to to really look at you is is my brothers and sisters is to see that jesus christ when we say things like jesus experienced everything you could possibly experience none of us has been hungry to that point you know and and again he's he, he was tempted beyond what we could be tempted and he felt hunger and thirst beyond what we could feel hunger and thirst now i'm not speaking about those uh, you know, the the people in Tahiti that are eating mud cookies, uh, they've experienced things. But on varying degrees, we all go through various trials and tribulations. We all go through various temptations, maybe not all the same. But the reality is, is what we look to once again is we look to the cross. We look to our Savior. We look to our Lord and we see what he went through, what he endured. It's far greater than what we would ever have to endure. Just keep that in the back of your mind as we go through his early ministry.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to bring it up on the screen to show it to you just so you can see what I mean. This this God right here speaking these words is who got hungry for you. If I were hungry, I would not tell you for the world and its fullness are mine. If he was hungry, he wouldn't tell you. But right there, he came into the flesh and got hungry for you.
1: That's Yeah,
0: that's powerful, man.
1: That's right, powerful.
0: Let's get back into it when uh when the devil shows up.
1: Yeah, this here is where it go. gets cool. That's where it gets cool, man. Verse three, yeah.
0: All right. And the devil said unto
1: him, Yeah, so here we go. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil taking up Into a high mountain, shewed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me and to whomever I will give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. Uh, A lot to say just from those few verses, but. We'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. And finish Jesus answered. Answer. <clears throat> And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thy serve. Again, Lord there with the capital. We can go look at the we can look at the, the Greek there. We see again Yahweh is 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 found in these scriptures. Um in the Greek, obviously, we see curios. So very important. What is Jesus Christ saying here? And for those of us who believe in the triune God of scripture, he's, he's Jesus Christ is saying a lot in that passage. So, yeah,
0: I think what I wanted to also point at, right, is the very beginning. If you are the son of God, you see, people <laughs> might not realize this, but I truly yeah. believe Satan is testing him because we know Satan doesn't know anything. I don't know if you know this, but he's not, he's wise, obviously from existence. He's existed for a long time, but he doesn't know the future. He doesn't know who the seed coming to get him is. Now, granted, obviously they know that this Jesus, he's something, right? And we're going to see that more beyond this point as demons start mentioning things around him, but they don't know exactly who he is, nor exactly what he has come to do, but they know he's a man of God. They know that he is sent by God. He's something, right? So he says, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread, right? So he's challenging him. But obviously Jesus responds with, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. And I want to just go ahead and stop there and point at one, uh, at something. It is written. Jesus has all the ability in the world to rebuke him on his own. He could literally Rebuke him completely from his own authority, from his own lips, but yet he reverts to the scriptures, as we see. Uh, uh, let me go here. Where's it at? If you are, it is written, "Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of the uh, of God." I like how the King James has that still in there. But by every word of God, I have to look up the exact reason why that's that part's not in there. As JD was mentioning earlier, it might not have been in the manuscripts that the ESV used. This is why we put them both on screen. But this is that Sola Scriptura here that people fail to like skip over. I don't know why people are so angry at the idea of Sola Scriptura when even Jesus used scripture for everything. You can't find a point in the Bible where Jesus is not using scripture. From the Mm -hmm. moment he arrives, Luke 4, to the moment he leaves, it says he opened up the eyes of the disciples to all that the prophet and the law says, right? Right. Like that's literally what we've went over that part in Luke 24. The end of it, 20 chapters prior. Here's Jesus using scripture to battle Satan. And all in between there, you're gonna see Jesus using scripture against Pharisees, Jews, everybody. Mm. Scripture. And and, and like I this, this is what we survive off of. And then we see Satan take him up onto this you know, hill and this mountain to see all kingdoms of the world. And I think it's fascinating that he mentions that these have been given to me because he thinks that they've been hit. They think that they're his is like this power, even though really it's a curse. Like you are down there. He says to you, I will give all this authority and their glory for it has been delivered to me. And I give to whom I will. And this is right here. By definition, when people talk about, is it possible to sell your soul? This is what selling your soul is. You can't actually sell your soul. But when you turn from God for the things of this world, when you worship not God for the things of this world, and a lot of us get tempted like this. See, Jesus gets the greatest temptation. A lot of us get tempted like this all the time. We get offered something way less and we'd be giving up our uh, our heart. Before we were in Christ, JD, I don't know about you, bro. I was never offered the world and everything in it, but I, I turned from God for a pack of gum and a box of Newports.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Being honest. People always talk trash about Judas, about, well, he got silver. You used to, you turned on Jesus for free.
1: Yeah. Again, like this, this, there's a lot happening in the chat in the moment. I just want to, I just want to point out a couple things, guys, that, that people are asking, did did the devil not recognize Jesus? Uh, Did the devil not know it was Jesus, Uh, that Jesus was God in the flesh? Did the devil, yes. Again, all these things, remember the same way the devil approaches, we always go back to Genesis. The devil doesn't use new tricks. He casts shade on God's character. Uh, again, he had no authority to give away anything. This is the lie. This is the lie that we see throughout throughout Scripture. The devil promises things he cannot give. He, you know, and this is when we look at people who say they've sold their souls to the devil. First of all, you can't do that. You you do not have the authority. It's not your soul to sell. This, and and this is what we see. The devil is again coming with casting shade posing questions that would possibly corrupt the nature and character of God. This is what he's trying to do. He's doing it throughout scripture. He's constantly trying to make whoever he is talking to question the character of God. Is God really good? Is and, God really who he says he is?
0: And I do not believe for one minute that Satan knew this was God in the flesh, because if, this, if Satan knew that this was God in the flesh, I truly believe Satan would be uh, tre- trembling in fear right yeah. we, there's no way satan look i know we might think satan is you know he got you know some he's stout when he walked. let me just satan knows exactly who god is when exactly when, when when the serpent gets rebuked by god you notice how there's nothing written about the satan the satan the satan speaking back but but the serpent said no yeah. satan saying knows who God is. That's, that's the sad thing is that saying knows exactly that God don't lie. So when he said that your head will be crushed, say, knows. that's why saying be trying to like, uh, what what's we looking for? Uh, not prevent it forever, but like, um, he's a, he's a wet animal in the middle of the pool, just trying to get to the edge and he'll catch you and pull you in, uh, uh, whenever he can. And that's yeah. the problem. And there's
1: a- there's a great point here. Why didn't Satan not realize it was Jesus? Didn't didn't he see Jesus in heaven before he fell? Um this is a a, a, a statement by Herkege. And yes, 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 how I yes, am going to approach that? Again, we see Colossians that Jesus Christ is uh is the image. Uh sorry, in Philippians, he is the image of the invisible he was in the flesh. He was in the flesh. The <laughs> the image that was presented to mankind in 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 you know, in Jesus' earthly earthly ministry, we cannot necessarily go back and say, well, Abraham saw the Lord, Moses saw the Lord, uh, Adam and Eve saw God walking in the garden. We cannot unequivocally say that this was the same image they saw. Um yeah, again. I, I don't believe for one minute that. it was what he was in the
0: flesh. That's why when he yeah. rose from the grave, they didn't recognize him. It was only until he allowed them to recognize him because he rose glorified. He still had the holes, but he didn't look the same. Yeah. Jesus, wasn't the The eternal son wasn't sitting in heaven with flesh. In fact, flesh can't go into heaven. That's why he had to be glorified before he could take it into heaven. Amen. That's why he broke the gates of heaven for us so we can come in there with glorified flesh. There is no flesh and blood in heaven. So Jesus was in heaven eternally as God. Yes, but no, he wasn't walking around with that skin suit on.
1: Amen. Well, I'm glad that helped. I'm glad that helped. I see your comments and I'm glad that helped. But again, we we must stay away from, and this is what a lot of people try and do. Atheists try and pull you this way and they want an unequivocal answer from you. There is a lot of mystery to God. We still do not understand. And we, we will, will never. not understand. <laughs> yeah, we will not understand. Never, no matter never. how long we study, how hard we study, we can we can draw conclusions, but those conclusions will be based on theory. They will not be based on unequivocal facts
0: amen let's keep going Are we we 30 minutes in and we ain't even to verse five yet i don't think or verse six <laughs> you chose luke four bro <laughs> i know well I, I really can't wait till luke five and maybe luke six we'll see how far we can get with this um right here's where it was at you shall not worship okay verse eight and jesus answered him let me go over to my part because i think i have some stuff highlighted do i i uh, no. it is said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Now, I just want to throw this out there real quick, real quick. A lot of people huh, try to say this is Jesus saying he's God. It's absolutely not true. I know what you want it to be. I, I've been seeing people people like Christians getting real hype about it, too. Next time someone says, when did Jesus say he's God or, uh, you know, when did Jesus say he's God right here? If you think you just found this and Christian's been reading the Bible for nineteen hundred and ninety, however many years uh, until this has been been started being said and we didn't see this, you've you've been mistaken. He's clearly saying that we're not supposed to test God because Satan said jump and God will protect you like the scriptures say, because he did quote the scriptures the scriptures did say that, but they don't say anything about him testing God, it's saying God will deliver you when something happens. He will protect you. He's saying, You don't yeah. test the Lord thy God. What do you thought about? No, that's not how this works. So just want to throw that out there. Now, also, we see Satan using scripture trying to convince. Uh, uh, Jesus to do something. Satan knows you're not supposed to test the Lord thy God. So Satan's kind of testing this person's knowledge. Like, okay, you know the word of God. So, okay, okay. uh, Do this, this, and that. Jesus responds again with what? With scripture. And I know I've showed this before. I don't know how long ago I did, but I think it's also fascinating (laughs) that the scripture Satan quotes. Let me take you to it real quick. If you go to Psalm 91, 11, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways on their hands. They will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. The next verse that Satan would have quoted if he would have kept reading, you will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample underfoot. <laughs> I wonder Ooh. if Satan knows what he was quoting to Jesus or was he just trying to cherry pick? You know how sometimes when people cherry pick, we always tell them, uh, just read the next sentence. What if Jesus would have been like, what's the next line, bro? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the next line, bro? <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. Oh, man. I see the trolls, by the way, guys. Uh, you can ignore them if they try to troll, uh, or we can just remove them if they're an annoyance. Uh, just let me know. Uh, this is a podcast, not a debate show. And then it continues uh, with him saying, you shall not put the Lord uh, uh, God to test. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until the opportune time. And Jesus returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee. And a report about him went out through all the surrounding country. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So Jesus immediately is being glorified by all. You're going to see a lot of highlights I have that show those things that Christians kind of constantly want to point at and show you like, what are y'all talking about when it says Jesus never was worshipped on earth? Well, you can see it happen all the time. You can see it all throughout scripture and the way people talk to him, talk about him. And we see Jesus walking in the power of the spirit. And JD, let me ask you a question here. This is just me asking, right? I'm sure, uh, you know, some people get scared to ask questions because they don't want to look like they don't know something. Do you think, that with Philippians 2, it says that Jesus emptied himself out, right? So he came into the flesh and emptied himself out. Do you think that he, therefore, had to rely on the Holy Spirit because he had emptied himself out? So you rely on the Spirit the way we rely on the Spirit? Or do you think uh, you're just yeah. walking
1: with the Spirit? I 100%, I 100% think that Jesus Christ was reliant on the Holy Spirit because we see... His ministry start taking off. The healing start taking place after the baptism. We see blind eyes being opened, deaf ears being. So the power of the Holy Ghost rests on Christ as the dove. And then we see at the crucifixion, he gives up the ghost. He gives up the spirit as well, emptying it out. And again, when we go look at one of the most profound sayings in the Bible, Eloi, Eloi, my God my God why have you forsaken me again we can look into that we can read into that there's a lot of a lot of parallels there there's a lot of symbolism there um but ultimately this is this is an age-old discussion debate if you will um so ultimately again it's one of those one of those mysteries that we will not fully understand until we are in the presence of God
0: Amen. And then we get to a part that JD and myself went deep into. And if you, uh, I forget what the name of that podcast was. I probably should start writing these things down, but we did an entire episode on just this area. The, uh, the, the moment of Nat where Jesus comes back to Nazareth. Luke has the best version. So we're going to, we're about to dive into that. Um, mm, mm, I'm
1: going
0: to let you take over JD cause I need to go get a little bit more water. Cause my throats bother me. I don't know if y'all can tell I'm over here, like kind of choking up, like I'm about to start crying. That's what the Bible does to me. Um, but, uh, no, let me get some water JD, go ahead and take over for me. And
1: there's a lot right here that I'm sure you could be busy for like the next three months. Amen. Amen. So, so here we go. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. So Jesus Christ was brought up in that town as we see. And he, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. Or stood up for to read, the King James says. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. So we, this is what the, the King James puts the, the, um, Isaiah's name in that form. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Now, this is this is profound. Now, guys, I want you to just picture the scene. I want you to picture the scene because there's a lot of Pharisees now present, right? Because where is Jesus speaking? We see he's speaking in the synagogue. So there are a lot of Sanhedrin present, the Sadducees, the Pharisees. They are all carefully looking and listening because... They can do, they want to trip this guy up. This is this is the thing. They want to trip him up. They want to find a reason to crucify him. This, this is why Jesus constantly tells his apostle, my time has not yet come. My time has not yet come. My time has not yet come. And then he says, the time has arrived. Same thing. Yeah. So he is now reading from the scroll that was written by Isaiah. I saw someone earlier saying, how could Jesus Christ quote scripture if scripture wasn't written? It, it was written. The Old Testament was penned down, and, and this is how the temple would read from the, the scribes, from what was written by the prophets before them. And, and the I Spirit understand. of the Lord is upon me, he says. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it again. You're going to scroll down there for oh. <laughs> shot brother. Um, and he says, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. Yeah. So, so real quick, yeah, yeah real quick.
0: I, that's why I wasn't scrolling. I was like, go ahead. Just whenever you want to stop JD in my head. Um, okay, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get highlight anything there, but it's on my head. So this is a beautiful passage, right? This is also the passage that, side note, that false apostle had where she inserted her name in it. If any of you remember when I, uh, uh, there was that Christian le- uh, female who has like 4 million followers who was going to throw away everything she had because some apostle reached out to her with like five followers, apostle Ayana or something. And everybody's like, can you check it out? And I looked at her little website and on her website, it says like, I Ayana something, something, something. And it like literally starts plagiarizing this. Cause she inserts her name in here saying the spirit of the Lord is upon me because Um, he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me. And then it's like me, my name, I, and she put her name in there and I'm like, oh, that's scary, right? This is, this is messianic, if anything, obviously, because of what Jesus is about to say. But notice we just talked about how Jesus was walking in the spirit. The spirit came upon him and here he is, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he's quoting this. And then the very next verse, which I probably should have let JD keep going. Jesus says, and, um, and he began to say to them, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. So the Jews are sitting there. They've been hearing the words about him. They, they, they It says right before it is what to say that he's been teaching and they all glorified him, right? He was being glorified, right? And then he reads this one and they're all just like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah. says, today, this has been fulfilled in your hearing. And this is where we get into that part where we see it get a little tricky. But as I told you guys, we have an entire podcast on this on this part. So even though we could, we could really hang out here for like the next hour, I have to do my best not to. So I'm going to let JD keep reading just because if I do it, I might force us to be here.
1: But I'm trying to get beyond this yeah. point too. Yeah, yeah. And again, like even on my side, there's so much I could say. And, and before I go on, I just want to point out, if you go to Matthew 10, we see the same thing. Jesus Christ pro- proclaimed the same thing to John the Baptist. When John the Baptist sends two of his disciples to go and double check if Jesus Christ is, in fact, the Messiah, because he's fallen into a, a you know a bit of doubt. He's like, oh, my word, I'm in prison. I'm going to lose my head. Did I do this all in vain? And he sends his disciples out. Jesus proclaims the same thing to him um, that he has just proclaimed here. So go check that out for yourselves. I'll carry on. And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? And he said to them, ye will surely say unto me, this proverb, physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily I say unto you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elias sent, save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon. And to a woman that was a widow, and many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elias. Sorry. so you got many Many in the time of Elias, the prophet, Eliseus the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, saving Naaman, the Syrian. So why is Jesus Christ saying this? So I'll, I'll do this in the fastest way
0: possible without letting this consume the show. This is my <laughs> one of my favorite teaching. Like if I had a church, this would be my opening sermon. Probably talk about the Nazareth story. I love this story, guys. I promise you it's one that you should really focus in on because a lot is happening here. So Jesus is looking at these people. He proclaims that this scripture is fulfilled in Isaiah. Then they start getting begrudged like blah, blah, blah. blah and they start acting all different. Ain't this so and so son, blah, 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 blah. He then says, "Truly, truly, I say to you, you, know no prophet is accepted in his hometown." Now, before you go freaking out because someone told you Jesus is only a prophet, and this is the first time you might be reading the Bible ever, who knows? You're like, "Oh my gosh, maybe he is a prophet." Jesus fulfills all that the prophets have have done before him, and he fulfills all that everything comes before him. So he is the perfect mm-hmm. everything, including mm-hmm. a perfect prophet. If you know what the word prophet means, it means someone who declares the will of God. It's not a future teller. it's not a uh, it's not a, um, a a fortune you know person. It's the person that yeah. declares the will of God, but you know God declares the future. that's why they're able to do so. but that's not the Amen. main function of a prophet. And as the Bible says, before Jesus came, God spoke through our fathers and the prophets, right? Well we had the patriarchs, which is a father, then we had the prophets and then yeah. Jesus. So yeah. Jesus fulfills the true mouthpiece of God and he's the word of God. So he's not just the one who declares the will of God. He is the word of God that declares the will of God. Just want to throw it out there. Oh, But, he, but then he stops and he says, but in truth, I tell you, because he just says that the hometown never accepts them. And that's true. In truth, I tell you, there were many widows in, in, in Israel in the days of Elijah. I know the King James over there is throwing us for a loophole and you were listening probably like, who is Elias? Elijah. <laughs> When the heavens were shut up three years and six months in a great famine. So he's talking now about um, the widow of Zarephath and how the famine affected everyone. But Yahweh saved one person, and it was this woman. And they know that this woman was not a Jew. She was a pagan, Gentile. And here's Jesus saying, all of Israel suffered and died. Many widows in Israel died. But this one didn't. A Gentile. A pagan. Then he says there were many lepers in the days of Elisha, and they all were were not cleansed. But Naaman was the Syrian, a Gentile, a pagan. So here's Jesus standing in a synagogue of Jews who believe they're safe because they're God's chosen people. They're circumcised. They forgot that Jeremiah 9 said, a day is coming when I will punish all who are uncircumcised of the heart, even in Israel. They forgot that they're not sealed just because of the blood. And he looks at them and says, that's why we let you guys suffer. Many widows were there with no rain, no water. Who did, who got the food? The Gentile, because of her faith. Naaman had faith and he got cleansed. He points to two Gentiles and their faith. You want to know where Jesus teaches faith alone? Here's one right here. I guarantee you, Naaman and the widow Zarapath didn't go to the synagogue after this. They didn't go get circumcised. Well, Naaman didn't go get circumcised. They didn't go dip themselves in the river seven, seven times because they're unclean. They didn't do any of these things. I guarantee it. Because Naaman even says to Elisha, if you go back to that story, hey, after I leave here, I got to go into the temple of my people's God and I got to help my high priest bow down. So I'm going to have to bow down to him. Is Yahweh going to get mad at that? What does Elisha say to him? Best part of the story, go in peace. <laughs> he says, Shalom, which means go in peace. But he didn't say, Well, make sure, hey, Naaman, make sure you get circumcised. Make sure you go to synagogue every week. Make sure you are not doing anything on the Sabbath. Sa- Naaman, look at me. It's a lot I got to give you before you go. Make sure that you don't eat pork. Make sure that you don't eat shellfish. Naaman, before you go, He didn't say that, did he? He said, go in peace because Naaman demonstrated what? Faith. He said, I know that Yahweh is the one true God. And I will forever remember that or or worship that. He asked to bring dirt with him from Elisha because they believed that God's had territory. So he wanted to show reverence to Yahweh by pouring out dirt in his home away from this country so he could still bow down on Yahweh's dirt to praise him. You wanna talk about faith? That's faith going back to Syria with a jug of dirt from Israel or from the Holy Land so that when I do bow down to remember Yahweh who saved me back in those days, I will still be on his dirt. What? That's faith. So Jesus does this. And even if we don't understand this, the Jews did. Because you never see nothing like this in the Bible. You see them want to stone him and stuff, but you never seen this. It says, when they heard these things, all the synagogue were filled with wrath. And they rose up and drove him out of the town and into the brow of the hill on which the town was built so they could throw him down the cliff. They heard that. They knew exactly what Jesus was saying. That's exactly what Jesus was saying, that you're not saved because you're a Jew. I'm about to tell you about some Gentiles who were saved because they had faith in the one true God. They was ready to throw him off a cliff, not sewn him, not yell, not scream for the guards. They were ready to do it right there and then. The only reason they did it is because he's God and his time had not come. I actually like how the Chosen tried to image that. Um, I'm not referencing the Chosen for anything biblical, but I like the way they tried to image that, where everybody was just stuck, like they were just stuck. And it's like he just walked right past them because you got to ask yourself in these biblical scenarios where we're reading that Jesus has all these people ready to kill him. And then it says, like, he just dipped away like Jesus was a ninja. Jesus was smooth with it. He was able to be like, oh, (laughs) like, for real, read the Bible. (laughs) I know y'all see it. It'd be like everybody was ready to just attack him. And then Jesus walked away like, wait, wait a minute. Rewind that real quick. What you mean they cornered him against the cliff so they could throw him down the cliff, but passing through their midst, he went away. What you mean? That's beautiful there. You telling me Jesus just walked through them like, yo, now I know you thought you was finna do something right here, but but you wasn't, but it's not yet time. <laughs> finna just go back. Go about my business now. But what he dropped on them was a bomb. I promise you, I would love to keep going on that, but I really do want to keep going beyond it. So we have a whole episode on that. Like I said, the Nazareth story is amazing. Um, there's more to it than I just did on that summary um, because it appears in all th- in all three synoptic gospels. And there's little mo- little things that are only mentioned here and only mentioned here. For example, in the Gospel of Mark, it says that Jesus, when he first gets there, was in dis was in awe of their disbelief. So what triggers him to talk about true faith, he was really looking at their faith. And he was like, I'm just unimpressed with your faith. I'm disgusted with it. So he left, he walked through the mist, and then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee. Excuse me. And he was teaching them on the Sabbath. And in the synagogue, there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice. Ha, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know you are the Holy One of God. So remember earlier I said that they knew he was someone, but they didn't know who, right? So here they say he's the Holy One of God. But I love this part, and this is where I want to stop and focus. It says Jesus rebuked him, saying, "Be silent and come out of him." And when the demon had thrown him down in their midst, he came out of him, having done him no harm. Sorry, there was. I thought he said, "Oh, that's the next one he throws out." The next demon he throws out. But you see here how he says, "Be silent." We see in the Gospel of Mark in the account of this, he says, "Um, it says he for he 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 shut his mouth, the demon's mouth, for he did not want." who he was to be said out loud. And I know you guys have heard me say this to you before about how Jesus came on a secret mission. I don't care what nobody says, like it's evident that he doesn't want people to know who he is. Every time they're about to crown him or do something, he dips out because if Jesus gets crowned and doesn't die, we're all screwed. If Jesus takes the throne without getting on the cross, we're all screwed. No matter what, what route Jesus takes, he's going to end up on a throne. But depending on that route he takes, we might end up in hell. So Jesus comes and dies on the cross for us. We should be happy Mm -hmm. that he told Peter, get behind me, Satan. When Peter said, I'm not going to let nobody kill you. We should be happy that when they wanted to uh, uh, put a crown on his head and king him, he dipped out and said, it's not yet my time. And right here, he tells, he said, he shuts the demon's mouth. That's why I like how Mark points out that Jesus did not let him speak. Not just say, be quiet but his his him saying be silent was a command. Remember, we're going to yeah. see throughout scripture when Jesus tells you to do something, you do it, even dead bodies. Like he could just Breach. and we're going to see it in Luke, get up, and it gets up. So when Jesus says be silent, do you think you think if God walked in this room like you want an image of free will. If God walks in this room, I could stand up and talk all day long. If he said be silent, my mouth would be shut. That's the, that's how God's free will and, I mean, and our free will and God's sovereignty works, but yes, he had a, he had his mission. I love that because that's what it was. He came to save the lost. and he tells us this nonstop, tells us yeah. nonstop. And then he takes this demon out. He, he gets rid of him. But again, I wanted you to focus. Cause again, a lot of these things, there's different areas we could sit at, but he doesn't want people to know. He, this is one common theme. Jesus didn't come to bring us a new God. When people ask you, why doesn't, why doesn't Jesus just outright say, I am God, worship me. I know you've all heard it. Every Christian has heard say, I am, where does he say? I am God, worship me. But the truth is, that's not what he came to do. If Jesus wanted to, he even tells us that he could have angels come from heaven. Uh, uh, What's the word he uses? Uh, Not armies, but um, legions. Leaves of, of angels could descend right now. Right? So it's not that he, he could he didn't say it, therefore it's not true. He didn't come to do that. Because let me just ask you all a, a real quick question, just real quick. If Jesus would have came down, brought lightning down was 100% just boom in front of us. Never prayed to the father because he didn't want you to get confused on the Trinity. And he just straight up bossed up like a God, like boom. You'd forget who the father was. Nobody would talk about the father. Nobody would talk about Yahweh. It'd be Jesus, 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 Jesus. And that's not who he is. He did not come to take away from the father. He came to glorify the father. People like always say, why did He pray to the father? If Jesus didn't pray to the father, why would we pray to the father? If Jesus didn't serve the father, why would we not serve? Why wouldn't we serve the father? I mean, it just doesn't work. Jesus came to glorify the father. Amen. Go ahead. I'll let Amen. you continue at uh, verse 36.
1: Awesome. And they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, what a word is this. For with authority and power, he commanded the unclean spirits, and Mm. they come out. Mm. And the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. And he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever, and they besought him for her. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. Immediately she arose and ministered unto them. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I wanted to stop there. Then we just say when Jesus speaks, it's a command. I don't know if you know this. He rebuked the fever. Like just I know these are little things that we normally can read over. Let's just take a moment and take these chapters in slowly at these little moments. Be gone, fever. That's the yeah. power of God. And remember this: that power resides in you. I think we forget it sometimes that the Holy Spirit, if you are a Holy Spirit and dwelt believer, maybe the problem is our lack of believing that that's actually true is why he doesn't show off that power in you. What if you actually believed that, that the power of God was in you when you're like, I'm too nervous to go out there and share the gospel. I, I, I'm scared to go out there to that area. I'm, I don't yeah. want to do that. But if you maybe if you truly believed you had the power that literally could speak to a fever and say, go mm-hmm. away and it goes mm-hmm. away lying within you, that you would walk out into the streets to share the gospel.
1: Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's so powerful. Those
0: those nervous feelings, and I'm not trying to, again, people always take this the wrong way. I'm trying to convict you. I love you. I'd rather convict you. You work on yourself. Amen. But maybe there's a struggle in that, that you really trust that that power is in you.
1: I mean, this is what Paul says. The same spirit and the same power that raised Christ from the dead now dwells you. Um, and it's it's exactly something we have to be reminded of. It's just, and this is why we can say things that is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Um, again, we're referring to the Holy Spirit, which we are sealed with, which indwells us when we become believers of Christ Jesus, when we become followers of the gospel. This is, this is essentially what it is. The Holy Spirit helps us relay that message. When we go out street preaching, this is exactly it. Like, I'm sure Mike will tell you the same thing. When you start speaking, it's no longer you, man. Like, when you start quoting scripture and you start speaking to people on the streets, it's no longer you. Like, the Holy Spirit completely takes over. And
0: when I'm talking about the more active getting out in the streets, I'm really talking to the men of God. I know that there are an anomaly of the women of God that want to get out in the streets, but that it is normally more of a male thing. So if you're a woman who doesn't feel like you would ever be good on the streets. Nobody's sitting here telling you, go out there by yourself and go hit the streets. Right. I, that's not I know the world wants us to believe that all of our roles are equal. But in the Christian uh, uh, faith, we have roles specific for a reason. God made my bones a little denser so I could be out there where I might get a beating. But God gave me a little bit more muscle mass so I could defend myself, right? So I would go out there and hunt and, pro- and provide and protect. Um, so I, when I speak about like, hey, get out in the front lines or something, I'm talking about uh, it's a call to men. Again, I know some great women of God that hit the streets, though. Don't get me. Don't get it twisted. But I do want to point that out, you know. But also, though, there's nervousness in other ways to serve. People get nervous about just serving at their church. Like that blows my mind when people get shy about their church. Like, man, you want to spend eternity with them, right? Come on, <laughs> like, like you got to come on, them. man. Can't not talk to come someone right. you about to see for the rest of eternity.
1: <laughs> but um, I let you.
0: I, I I shall let you continue.
1: And the fame of him went out into every place of the nope. country and round nope. about. Nope. Oh yeah, we nope. already read nope. that. Thank you, verse forty-one. Oh, there we go, verse forty. And now, when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him, and he, and he laid his hands on every one of them, and healed them. This is this is also just just quickly. When people approached Jesus Christ for healing, they they got what they were seeking, and the devils also came out of many crying out and saying, thou art Christ, the son of God. And he rebuking them, suffered them not to speak for they knew that he was Christ. So and what when is was, Christ
0: real quick? Yeah, Cause I want people to understand what they knew. They knew that yeah. he was anointed, right? The word Christ is the anointed, the Messiah, the anointed one, the Holy one. Again, they, they recognize that, oh, he's definitely the one that we've been waiting for, but, that Amen. doesn't mean they knew what that means, right? Got to understand it. Satan doesn't know what that means. What does it mean that he's the holy one? How's he gonna crush my head? I want you all understand. Satan had no idea what the crucifix was going to do because he would never have been the reason that he was on the crucifix if he did. Because let's not yeah. forget, Satan played a major role in that. It says that Satan came into him. It says the ruler of this world is now about to, you know, do. His, his hour has come, right? Like he was a he was in full movement. If if the if God was moving that day and people were moving that day, Satan wasn't on the couch. He was moving that day too, and mm. he had mm. no idea that he was bringing forth his own demise. But they yeah. knew, hey, this is this one's different. They could sense that because let's be honest, even if he's emptied himself out, I guarantee you he feels different than us to them spiritually. Not blind because demons aren't spiritually blind, right? They're they're. 100% can see in the spirit, right? Satan, not spiritually blind. There ain't no way he didn't radiate something. Like they knew obviously something, something about that one. That's why the demons are like, oh, we know you the Holy One of God. But they had yeah. no idea what was coming. That's interesting to have there.
1: All that's right, the- I mean, yeah, that's exactly what, what the Apostle Paul also says to us. He says, if they had known, if Satan and his demons had any idea, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And and here's, here's what I want you to picture, like just an analogy, a room with many doors that are all open, and the devil's like, oh, here's all the avenues I can use to attack a person, and all of those doors simultaneously shut. And the devil sits there with egg on his face, like, oh snap. I didn't see that coming. And and this is exactly this is like that 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 moment, you know, that oh snap moment. Where Satan was like, "Ah, oh, I should never have used Judas. I should never have used Judas. And <laughs> here we go. Um, the devil my bad my- I, I
0: accidentally left uh, the room. I felt bad for your corny little joke there, so I was looking for the yeah. laugh soundtrack so I could hit it and make the people laugh. And uh, yeah, I just <laughs> everything went sideways. I, I ended up kicking myself out. it was it was see? That's what happens when you try to act childish and petty. The Lord is watching. The Holy Spirit messes
1: <laughs> I was like, what's going on?
0: Like, yeah, yeah I wanted I, to, I was really trying to get it and see if I could, uh, I don't even know where the laughing one is. Oh, here it is.
1: <laughs> okay. Everybody laugh at late show.
0: on that. Now it doesn't even work anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but laugh, laugh at JD's joke, guys, everybody laugh at JD's joke. Thank you, Jessica. At least, you know, I appreciate you sister that that's, Thank you so much. (laughs) Anyway, I digress and we move on. (laughs) Verse 42. And when it was day, he departed and went into the desert place and people sought him and came unto him and stayed him and he should not depart from them. And he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also. For therefore I am sent. And he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. And that's where we end Luke chapter 4. So I can just jump straight into chapter 5 because there's a continuance here. And it came to pass that as the people passed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. So that's kind of where we see he goes into Galilee, and here he starts he starts preaching through them. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night, and we have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will... Let down the net. So this is this is quite <laughs> an amazing part we see here. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. So imagine this: like Jesus Christ walks onto your boat, <laughs> you've been fishing all night, and, and and then again we look at the parallels here. God doesn't just say things, he if he's gonna say something, he's like, yo, cast your net on the opposite side. Do it again, and they pull up so many fish that the net actually breaks. Um, so many of us in, in in our lives right now need to be need to be paying closer attention to what the Word of God says, because we we're, we're toiling, we're at it, we're working, coming up empty, and God is. And, and this is this is essentially what Jesus Christ puts here. He demonstrates an act of faith. They know there's no fish. They've been fishing all night. And Peter says, nevertheless, I will do as you command. I will put my nets in one more time. And he comes up. He comes up, man. Uh, it's, it's, up. It's, it's so good. Sorry.
0: Sorry. I just started thinking about something, though. You're, you're, you're making me think about something. It's that proof that faith drives action. Imagine Peter just sitting there like, oh, I believe you. Okay, Bring me Canaan.
1: Throw,
0: throw <laughs> the net in, Peter. I believe you. No, but Peter, throw the net in. Faith alone. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Faith drives action. Peter yep. didn't think anything was in there, but then when Jesus said cost, he's like, okay, that's I trust you that this isn't the stupidest thing I'm about to do. I trust you. You said do it. So the trust drives action. If that person, if if someone didn't actually have faith, which means trust. You would have looked at Jesus and been like, what? What?
1: Bring me Canaan. You
0: either don't do it or you do it. There's no, I believe, but I don't do it. There's a lot of Christians out there today that say that they believe Jesus when he said toss the net, but they don't want to toss the net. But they don't want to be the person who doesn't believe because they they want Jesus to think I believe still. Toss the net. Someone just came into the live stream right now probably and they're like, what does he mean? Toss the net? I need to know. All right, continue.
1: He's basically saying, Bring me Canaan, bring it to me. Like Peter says, is. Just put the fish here. What are you saying? Yeah, I believe put the fish I, in the boat, bro. Like, I'm, I'm not be tossing out any nets. You put Jesus the fish says, in toss the, the,
0: the net, boat. and and Peter says, Oh, I believe you, but can you toss the net? Yeah, <laughs> come on. Because you, you, you're you, here. You, I've been doing it all day, Lord, and I have faith. Can you just, you know, just
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: You've been sitting there preaching. I mean, we, 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 we. <laughs> that's what people have. like. I, oh, you oh, believe man. in a workspace gospel? I don't have to do anything.
1: Like, oh, <laughs> cool.
0: Good. Yeah. Enjoy that I mean, one, man.
1: Yeah, backloading works there, bro. You're backloading works. That's what you're doing here. <laughs> oh, man. That's just so ridiculous. I'm just trying to
0: eat fish. <laughs> that's what I'm
1: trying to do. You, you want the fish coming out there marching in an orderly fashion, one by one, hopping onto the boat, also neatly packing themselves, slitting their own throats, chopping their own heads off, descaling themselves, filleting. There we go. I'm prepared for you. I'm to just how. lay
0: on my back, Jesus. If you could just get the fish to jump in my mouth, and we'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, That's what, what do I need to do? Knife and fork what, bro? Knife and fork for what? It's just gonna be I'm just gonna command this food to cut itself. <laughs> in fact, why do I have to eat? <laughs> Can't we just <laughs> do something about it? There's just no line. Just, we can go all the way with this thing. It's like in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> in Jesus'
0: name, people. I'll never hunger again. Yeah. I cast my <laughs> stomach away.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, sorry guys. That's that's just Mike and JD having a moment. That's
0: <laughs> this is this, this is happens. how we talk when we're not recording.
1: This is, yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, verse six, serious. serious face on, serious face on. Back, back to the game, back to the game. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets break. So in the in the, the ESV says this a lot plainer. So I'm just going to read it there. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. So where the KJV says, and their net break. Like we don't speak like that today. So this is where we go to the ESV and I love doing this comparison. We see the nets were splitting. So if something's heavy, you guys know if you take a grocery packet, you can only pack so much in that grocery packet. You can't be putting a car engine in a grocery packet. That's not gonna happen. It's not gonna work. Same same principle here. And verse seven, and they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them and they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. So this is, this is what God is saying. Absolutely love this part of Luke, because this is, this is what we see here. Not only do their nets break, but as they're filling, he's like, yo, homie, bring your boat. We can't manage it. And then we've got two boats that are taking on water because there's too much fish. It's too much. There's too much fish to even carry back to shore. That's, that's God for you. Like I'm not just going to do something. I'm going to go and I'm going to exhibit my power. And this is exactly another reason why Jesus Christ. It's also
0: a demonstration that this ain't no parlor trick. Like I, I control all the fish. Like I give all fish if I wanted to, like I have that power.
1: Amen. Amen, man. And then what do we see
0: Simon do? Simon bows down immediately fell yeah. down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Ooh.
1: But that, that's it. That's where I want that's what I wanted to po- point out. That's what I wanted to point out. Because if we go to Luke 18, right, and we see the same parallel where Jesus Christ is talking about the parable of the Pharisee and the publican. And, and the publican prays and he says, thank God that I'm not like these adulterers and these, these covetous people and these extortioners and even this publican, I'm not like them. And the publican doesn't even lift his eyes to heaven, but he simply says, have mercy on me, God, for I am a sinner. Boom. Same thing we see with the thief on the cross. Same thing we see right here. He acknowledges, Simon Peter, Cephas acknowledges That he is a sinful man in need of a savior. How many of us are sitting here tonight? There's 97 people on this live. Not only that,
0: he acknowledges his unworthiness too. Because he says, depart from me. Depart from me. Go away from me because I don't deserve to be in your presence. I don't deserve to be here with you. I don't deserve these fish.
1: Man, so good. It's so good.
0: for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. These men just got the greatest catch of all time in their entire existence. And they basically gave it to charity immediately. Cause it's like I'm following this guy. I I have no needs. They could have sold all that fish and and been good. I mean that they, they had enough fish to make two boats sink. I mean I, I don't think we understand how much we're talking about that. They drop it all, all of them do. And when they had brought their boats to land and they left, they left everything and followed him.
1: Buckle up. Now
0: we're getting getting into a couple other interesting parts. That's why I said I really wanted to dive into all these sections at the beginning of his ministry. Just bang, 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 bang. It says, while he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I will be clean. And immediately the Whoa. leprosy left him. Again, he commands, and everything must obey. And bro, it bro. was, if you will, and he said, "I will."
1: Mm, mm, mm. That's just what I wanted to point out. Jesus, right. Man, God is so good. You know what he says? Look what he says here, guys. Guys, I really want you to zone in on this for a second, brothers and sisters. Tonight is the gospel, man. Tonight is a night for the gospel. Don't you just love the word of God? But look what he says here he says to god if you will if you will like he knows he needs the healing he's a leper he is he's dirty this is why he says make me clean he's dirty in the sense that lepers were, were like outcasts lepers stayed on the outskirts of the city they were not allowed to come in and worship with the others they weren't allowed to come in and sit at the at the diner if you will and have a cup of coffee and a nice piece of jam toast this was not what lepers were allowed to do but look at how he humbly approaches God and says if you will you can make me clean so again, how many times are we found in positions whether you are whether you are sick spiritually, whether you are sick physically, whether you are sick mentally, wherever you are battling where there is a problem. And again, look at your reproach. Like why are you seeking the healing? Why are you seeking the healing and according to whose will? So, so he says to Jesus Christ, if you will, but I mean, I love how he says it, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. But what does Jesus immediately do? He stretches out his hand, touched him saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. And then he charged him to tell no one. This is so important. Like, I just want you to wrap your heads around this one. He charges him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest. And make an offering for your cleansing, as Moses commanded, for a proof to them. So Jesus Christ is saying, don't boast about what I have done for you on this day. But go and do so that you can prove this to those guys. But ultimately, I don't want you to boast about anything you have seen that has been done here today. Why? He's God. Why is Jesus doing this? Because let me tell you something not one and we see this throughout the synoptic gospels not one person who Jesus told not to say anything actually shut up they all went and said something all of them <laughs> like this was too good to contain they they couldn't keep quiet they were telling people like and 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 this is kind of what happens <laughs> this is kind of what happens to so many of us god does something amazing in your life and no matter <laughs> How badly you try and keep it between you and God, you're like, nah. I've, I, I've got to share this. This is just too good not to share.
0: John chapter but, uh, seven, verse 18. The one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory. But the one who speaks, seeks the glory of him who sent him is true. And in him, there is no falsehood. Just want to throw it out there.
1: <laughs> he, see, we. you know
0: why we seek glory? Because we don't have glory by default. So therefore, we crave glory because we want glory. God has glory, and it is his. It belongs to him. All glory belongs to him. If he wanted to, we'd all stand up right now and sing praise to him. Every rock, every mountain would open a mouth. So the one who has glory has no need to seek it when when he doesn't need it, when he doesn't want it. We do because we want glory. It's not our default. His default is glory. Just throwing it out there.
1: Yeah, our default God's is, glory does our not depend on jungle. us We
0: even seek out things because of pride. Like yeah. you ain't got nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, God's glory does not depend on us giving him glory or not. Just throwing that out there as well. Amen. <laughs> He's glorious. And
0: then it says, but now even more, the report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. So we see here that Jesus is doing all these mighty things. I mean, we so far have had him battle Satan, uh, battle against the Jews in the synagogue, get tempted. I mean, they almost throw him off a cliff. Heal blind, heal lepers, cleanse demons, do. I mean, uh, cast out demons, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray, because he was in the flesh. He needs to have these moments with the Father. He goes to the Father, and on top of that. I love, I forget who said this. I think it was in a debate when I was watching a debate between a Trinitarian and a, and a Unitarian. And, um, or it might've been between a Muslim, but basically he said, when people ask about, you know, Jesus praying to the father, Jesus didn't come to earth and become an atheist. He, he eternally had a relationship with the father. Therefore, it's not going to stop when he shows up here. Like, all right, dad, I'm yeah. never going to talk to you again. Like he spent time in prayer. And then it says on one of those days, threw the tiles into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, man, your sins are forgiven. So again, it's that faith. Like Again, it's that faith. And again, we see faith driving action. The man, I'm sure JD covered this, but the beautiful thing about that, I'm gonna guess you pointed to the fact that he knew Jesus can do it. And he said, if you will, you can do this because I know who you are. Like it was it was that full trust, right? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you probably mentioned that. Um, and we see this throughout the scriptures with a lot of people, anybody that Jesus heals, the woman who touches him, she knew it wasn't like we pray and we're like, God, please do this. And like, and you, you're like, will God do it? God can, he either will or he won't, but he can, like, there's no doubt on that. And again, these people knew what Jesus could do. So they're like, we're going to get a guy to him because he can do it. And by their faith, he says, your sins are forgiven. I know you got to go soon, uh, JD, but I'm i, I no, I'm good, bro. I'm good.
1: I've got I've got a little bit more time today. My wife Ooh. is in my my wife is in Mozambique, so I've got like another thirty minutes to oh to... let's
0: roll. And the scribes and the Pharisees began questioning. I mean, began to question, saying, "Who is this who speaks blasphemies?" I want you guys to notice, especially if you have a heart for apologetics, especially when you know you're going to be battling people that try and claim like this who Jesus was. Why do you think these are blasphemies? Like, let's just get past it for a second. People love to say that Jesus never claimed to be God, but what about acted like God? Because here's the thing. When you are something, you don't really claim to do it. Matter of fact, show me one time the president actually goes, I'm the president. How do you know he's the president? Because he's the president. He does things only the president can do. Only he can do the things that he does. We know he's, Biden don't got to come out and be like, I am the president
1: oh Sorry don't don't know. stay with us stay with us <laughs> stay with
0: us i'm dying over here give me a minute talk for a second
1: <laughs> okay pray for my guys that he uh, that he that he stays with us um <laughs> <laughs> I was just busy adding something. So I'll just I'll just digress for a second. If there's anyone on this podcast, this is your first time here, yeah, 98 people, and you do not have a Bible, and you need a Bible, then please drop me an email. It doesn't matter where you are, um, but drop me an email if you need a Bible. And um, me along with my sisters on the Discord channel will work to get you a Bible as soon as possible. So again, if there's anybody that is on here right now that does not have a Bible, please let us know um, by email and I will get a Bible to you. Um, Absolutely no charge. No charge. Free Bible. I almost died right there. I told you my
0: throat's been bothering me tonight. So as I've been talking, my throat keeps getting real dry. So I'm sitting here talking and I'm like, oh man, it's getting super dry. Here it goes. (laughs) But no, like I was saying though, um, it's not about proclaiming who he is. It's about walking like who he is. Jesus speaks with authority. We see that back in Luke 4 in the beginning of this. And yet, here they said, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Mm. Let's let Mm. that sit there for a second. Mm. I want you to ask that question. Matter of fact, next time says to you that Jesus isn't God. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus forgives sins. We see that all throughout scripture. And here we go. When Jesus perceived their thoughts, stop for a second. Says the same thing in the KJV also. Jesus didn't have to hear him. He knew what they was thinking. So again, actions of God, regardless of the proclamation, the actions of God. So if God is sitting here and he says, I, I forgive your sins. They said, yo, who can forgive sins but God in their minds? Saying to each other, like, yo, who what is this? And he, he oh, hey, why do you question in your hearts? He even says, Why do you question in your hearts? Amen. Why do you question in Amen. your hearts? And then it says, Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise and walk?
1: I mean, we see the same story in Mark as well. We see the same story in Mark, and what we see there is how highly offended. The Pharisees are at this statement, yes. like highly offended, and we see the same thing today. We see the same thing today. The gospel, the gospel, saying to someone who is self-righteous, saying to someone who is self-righteous and puffed up with pride, that there is nothing you can do to earn your salvation, gets exactly the same response. Gets the list, same response.
0: Listen what he says next, though, bro. But that yeah. you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. So there's the son of man. He drops on him too. These Pharisees ain't stupid, by the way. So imagine being the Pharisees. You roll up on this little crowd like, oh, it's some people over here. What are they doing? Okay, they're not over here giving us money. Let me go see what they're doing. Jesus then proclaims to forgive sins. Only God can do that. He then realizes I'm bothered by that and asks me, why am I questioning him in my heart? And then he makes the man stand up by saying he's the son of man who has the authority on earth to forgive sins. And the man actually gets up and they know Daniel seven says that the son of man approach approaches the ancient of days and receives eternal, an eternal kingdom, eternal authority. Mm. Mm. Son of, the son of man that they know of is literally the ruler of all of the universe. And it's oh. eternal. It never ends. Nobody can end his kingdom. That's what the Bible says. One who is like a son of man, which he then refers to as being the son of man. This is why you see it, capital S, capital M. It, it's making sure, at least in the ESB, to let you know who this is, that KJB capitalizes the S there, so you know it's not just a normal son of man, but we're really pointing at something here. And yeah. then immediately he rose up before them and picked up what he had been lying on and went home glorifying God. And amaze, amazement seized them all and they glorified God and were filled with awe saying, we have seen extraordinary things today. Let's go down here. After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi. This is Matthew, Matthew. by the way.
1: Matthew. Sitting at the tax booth
0: and he said to him, follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. I also love that with Matthew's story. And and, and no matter where you read this in the gospel, by the way, it basically just this like uh, Matthew, just like, okay, like again, if Jesus has chosen you, and he tells us this in John 6, he says, even you who aren't leaving me, did you choose me or did I choose you? And he asks him that. And they're like, well, yeah, you chose us. He's like, so will you leave me? And that's when they said, how could we leave you? We know that, where would I go? We know that you are the Holy One. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. wait a minute. Like he chose his apostles, he chose exactly who they were. He knew them before they knew him. He knew exactly who they were. He rolled up on the water and said, hey, Peter, can I use your boat? To, uh, or hey, Simon, can I use your boat to preach? Matter of fact, go get them fish. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It's all, and, and who he says, come, comes. And then we see that Matthew has the feast there at his house. It says, And Levi made him a great feast in his house. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at the table with them. And the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Mm. Jamie, what's that next line say? This is one of my favorite bars right here. I and said, bar, Jesus is right.
1: answered them, Those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. I mean, again, again just, just on that subject, you know, I tell people this all the time. If you're preaching a Jesus who isn't the friend of sinners, you're preaching a different Jesus. You're preaching a different Jesus. Again, when Jesus Christ came, what does he say in John three seventeen? I did not come to condemn the world, but that the world through me might be saved. Jesus Christ came with a message and as offensive as it is to those who refuse to acknowledge their sins, this is why we say we don't have to add anything to the gospel message. The gospel is offensive to the sinner, it is offensive, and it's good. It must offend you all the way to <laughs> all the way to repentance. That's that's why it's offensive because you have to acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of a savior. And Jesus Christ was a friend of sinners. He was a friend of those who were sick and in need. And and just when we see this specific person, Levi, Matthew, if you go look at the cultural context, Matthew was hated by everybody that was Jewish because he was aiding Caesar. He was collecting. He was a Jew collecting taxes. and, and, And they hated this. They hated that they had to be paying taxes for you know they hated that they had to do this. They didn't like this. So tax collectors, we see the same with Zacchaeus. Tax collectors were not, you know, they weren't. You people walk past a tax collector and go, "Hey, what's up, buddy? Good to see you." They were they were frowned upon. They were frowned upon, and in a massive way. So Jesus Christ did not not only about how he picks the apostles, but who he picks: Peter, Paul, Matthew. Barnabas, we can we can go on and on and on and on. With every single person he picks, they've got a story. Just like each and every single one of you. You've got a story. And and your story is 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 one of brokenness, of despair, of being lost. But God knew you. As, as the psalmist writes in Psalm 139, that that He knew you in the womb. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are you are put together and knit together by the triune God of the universe. That is something that we can reflect on as we look at how Jesus Christ chooses his apostles.
0: And you see that the reason the Pharisees are upset about this also is you have to understand back in those days, there's a class system. I mean, it still exists today. Let's not, let's be honest, but the class system back then was more revolving around religious status and and money also had a reason to, don't get me wrong. That's not new either, but now it's just basically money and social status, but there's a class, there's a class system and people look down on others there. Right. And the Pharisees expect when the Messiah does show up, because you got to understand another reason why they're hounding him is, is not just because he's a guy that's teaching because they also know that the claims he's making, and also what he's fulfilling, right? But they expected the Messiah to come for them, the Messiah to come to them and 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 be around, uh, you know, them in this high places, looking down upon people, right? Uh, uh, this king, they thought he was going to come and be king and, and do all these things. And then here he is sitting with sinners. And I do want to, mm, this is one of those ones people misquote sometimes. This is not permission to go party with sinners. Jesus sat with sinners He didn't sin with sinners. Jesus invited the sinners with him. He didn't go out with the sinners. This isn't Jesus at the bar sitting with sinners. It's a party that's being thrown after he called a sinner out of what he was doing, saying, no longer you're going to be a tax collector. You're going to follow me now. Just want to throw that out there because people love to be like, well, Jesus sat with sinners, so I'm going to go do this line of coke. Wait, what? That's not how that works. Like. There's this this isn't you can't just have a free pass because Jesus sat with sinners. Like, what, what, are you, what are you doing? But <laughs> let's continue. And they said to him, the disciples of John fast. So here they go. Oh, my bad. I, I skipped a part. He says, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Hmm. And then hmm. they're mad. Right. Because this is a good answer. Even the Pharisees recognize like, OK, I think I get it. Whatever. So they're going to try and flip it on him again. This is all the Pharisees ever do. And they said to him, the disciples of John fast often and offer prayers. And so do the disciples of the Pharisees. But yours eat and drink. So now they're trying to just gun his actions. Like, oh, man, well, y'all out here just partying. We at, we at <laughs> least take the time to fast, sit down, bow. Uh, uh John's people did that. Y'all Y'all partying, though. Y'all just drinking and eating. He says, Can you make the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? Oh, see, this is more prophetic speaking. This is more prophetic speaking because Jesus is the bridegroom and he is with them before that period where the the groom doesn't get to see the bride. You, You ever notice that in a wedding, you can't see the bride right before the wedding? Jesus came, we saw our groom and the wedding is coming. Right now, he can't see us. We can't see him. You don't get to see the groom. We're the bride, right? Getting ready. Now, I, That's you can go down that path on, a, uh, on an analogy all day long. But he says, can you make the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is present or is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and they will fast in those days. He also told them a parable. And I there's something after this I want to get to, so I'm going to try and get through this parable quickly. But this is one that a lot of people struggle with. No one tears a piece from a new garment and puts it on an old garment. If he does, he will tear the new, and the piece from the new will not match the old. And this is because of the stretching when you're washing it, and the old pant- the old uh, uh, cloth has already been stretched, but the new cloth hasn't. So you can't cut from the new, put it on the old. It's gonna, it's, it, it, you're going to take from – you have one that's fine and one that's fine, and then you're going to mix them, and it's going to ruin both because now you have a hole in the new one, and now the old one is unusable. Then he says, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skin and it will be spilled and the skins will be destroyed. Again, new wineskins will expand because the wine in there expanding it, the fermentation. If you put new wine, which is perfectly good wine, in old wineskins, now you lose both. Wine skin busts, now the wine and the wineskin are ruined. So both of these parables are about not mixing the old and the new because if you do, you destroy both ready for this? This is make auditor observance one to just poop their pants because he's talking about the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. He said, but the new wine must be put into fresh wineskins and no one after drinking old wine desires new for he says the old is good. The old is good. He's not downplaying the Old Covenant. This is about Old Covenant New Covenant. See, they came to him about the fasting of the Old Covenant, but he's saying they will fast, but it's going to be a different fasting. That day's coming. Yeah. The new covenant yep. is coming. You see, uh, for the old Jews, old Jews, the old covenant, they fasted for lots of reasons. But the two major reasons are growing close to the Lord in praise and glorifying or great mourning. Like if JD lost his life and this is the old covenant, I would fast for seven days. I want to walk with the Lord. I want to reflect on my brother that I lost. All right? That's what they and, and then the requirement for fasting was the day of atonement once a year where they actually required to fast. Now, we're not under the Old Covenant. What do we do? What do we use fasting for? We use fasting as a walk with our Lord to get closer to Jesus, to get closer Amen. to him and the grace that he offers us. We don't Amen. not fast, but it's a different why. And Jesus Amen. is saying, you can't take old wine, wineskins, and put with this. I'm giving you some new stuff. You can't pour that in old wineskins. You're going to burst the old wineskins. Now, they're ruined. You're ruined. On, you're on the floor. Can't happen. This yeah. is Jesus saying there's a separation between the New Covenant and the Old Covenant. The old covenant was a foreshadow, but it's not in play. And that's what we see here. Sorry, my nose Amen. is running. I'm coughing so hard that now I got my nose run.
1: So let's keep going.
0: Like I said, I wanted to get through that. I know it's a, it's a tough one for people when they, when, you know, that, because that, you know, people don't know about the cloths and the wineskins or anything, right? So then he says on the Sabbath, on a, on a Sabbath, while he was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked and ate some heads of grain, rubbing them in the hands. But some of the Pharisees said, why are you doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? And Jesus answered them, have you not read what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any, but the priest to eat and also gave it to those with him. And he said to them, the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. Now, obviously we know from at this point, because we've been reading it longer than for like two sentences, Jesus has already declared that he's saying he is the son of man. Like he's made that clear. And now he's telling them the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. And then on another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And a man was there whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath so they might find a reason to accuse him. How many of you feel like you got these Christians in your church and in your life? Listen to what it just said. They sat and watched him to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath so they might find a reason to accuse him. Find a reason. Not it happened and we saw it, but they look to find a reason. Man, I don't know about you, but I feel like that's Christian TikTok. Christian TikTok in a nutshell right there. Looking to find a reason to accuse, to be the accuser, which in case you don't know this, but Satan means to be the accuser. And then here goes what we saw earlier. But he knew their thoughts. So they're looking at him in hopes to accuse him of something like, what's he going to do? Oh, we're going to get him. He's going to do something. He's going to slip up, right? Matter of fact, when you meet people that act like that, just be careful. (laughs) Anybody that acts like the Pharisees here, it says they watch them so that they, you know, see what he would do so that they might find a reason to accuse him. Yeah, yeah. Then it says he knew their thoughts. So there he is, again, knowing thoughts. And he said to the man with the withered hand, come and stand here. And he rose and stood there. And Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to destroy it? And after looking around at them, all he said, uh, looking at them, all he said to him, yeah. stretch out th- your hand. And he did so. And his hand was restored. I want to Im- imagine this real quick.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: they thinking about Man.
1: it, J.D.
0: they thinking about it. He he knows they think thinking about it. So he's like, hey, come here. <laughs> come here. Yeah. Hey, let me ask y'all a question: Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to destroy? So they sit there probably thinking, like pondering, like, well. And then he's like, "Hey, pull out your hand." Yeah, get some. <laughs> get like, some. Talk about a shot. Talk it. about. Oh, let me ask you: Is it is it okay if I do this? Show your hand. He didn't. He didn't wait for their answer because he didn't need he didn't need permission. It wasn't like, hey, is it okay if I heal? He asked them to ponder it for a second. Like, hey, you just need to think on this. By the way, his hands healed. If, if he had a mic, that was a mic drop. Back Boom. then, they didn't, they didn't have fog machines and mics in the synagogue yet. That happens around 300. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> "Wait, Let's get a reaction. Let's cut it up. Let's snipity, snip, snip. People that are watching in hopes to use something to accuse against me. But they were filled with fury and disgust with one another what they might do to Jesus. In these days, he went out to the mountain to pray. And all night, he continued in prayer to God. Man, he would sit there all night? All night? And we'd be praying probably for 20 minutes and be like, God ain't hear me. God not answering my prayers. How long you pray? Why well, I said a prayer to him on the elevator. He answered my prayers. I said, bring me Canaan. He said, why? <laughs> I, I can't wait till it's not until it doesn't work anymore, but I'm gonna use it as long as it <laughs> as long as it tickles his tummy, right? A little tickle tummy. <laughs> you gotta catch him off guard with it. That's all you do.
1: I'm
0: sorry guys. What have I
1: done? Oh <laughs> no. Oh my goodness, no. (laughs) man. man.
0: It's a contagious laugh. I wanted to bring it to you guys. Uh, Live from from the True Christian Ministry Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) and then so then and when they came, he called his disciples and chose from twelve whom he named apostles. Peep how he has a bunch here at this point. So he's got a bunch of people following him, but he knows his 12. He chose them, and then he names them apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter and Andrew, his brother and James and John. Peep this, that James is not the brother of Jesus. That's the brother of John. And then Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James, son of Alphaeus, the other James is not the brother. So when you see the brother of Jesus later, who plays this in c- crucial part, I actually know some people that don't realize that they're reading about the brother of Jesus and not the Apostle James. And I've met people that think the letter James is from the Apostle James, right? It's not. It's not from James, the son of Alphaeus. It's not from James, the brother of J- uh, John, the son of Zebedee. It's James, the half-brother of Jesus. Starting up. Al- and Simon, who was called Zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. So there's two Judases. And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a great cow- crowd of the disciples, of his disciples, and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and to be healed of their disease. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all the crowd sought to touch him. For power came out from him and healed them all. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you shall be satisfied. Notice this is very similar to the Sermon on the Mount. And obviously, I don't doubt that Jesus said these words more than once. Blessed are those who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile and spurn your name and as evil on accounts of the son of man rejoice in that day and leap for joy for behold your reward is great in heaven for so their fathers did to the prophets but woe to you who are rich for you have received your consolation woe mm. to you who are full now mm. for you shall be hungry woe to mm. you who laugh now for you shall mourn and weep mm. woe to you when all people speak well of you, for so their fathers did to the false prophets. Ooh. I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. ah, Bless those who curse you and pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you from whom you expect to receive what credit is that to you even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount but love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return that means charity Ooh. by the way right and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high for he is kind to the ungrateful i mean for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil be merciful, even as your father is merciful. I know Come we're on. near the end, so that's why I'm just going through it. We could dive Come in on that. On. That's just powerful. Those that laugh today will be not be laughing then. No. Those who are greedy with food today will be begging for food later. Like It, it, it's, it will get their payback. Again, though, I, there was something. I can't remember what, because it's been two days, but there's something in here I want you to hear. So for these final 11 minutes, I'm going to keep reading so I find it. Yes. Judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. He also told them a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they, both, will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. I'm in it on time. I hope you're hearing that. None of you are greater than your teacher. You know who he is. But when he's finished, you'll be like him. That's how continue. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take the speck out that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the speck that is in your brother's eye. For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its fruit for figs are not gathered from thorn bushes nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush the good person out of uh, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks why do you call me lord lord and not do what i tell you i'm still going but i just felt like i should let that one sit for a minute Mm. I'm going to say it again. Mm. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, notice that you you hear my words, you trust me, so you do what I tell you because you do the things that people you trust tell you. If my dad walks in the room and he says, son, go outside and put a brick on the step, I'm not going to say, why, dad? Okay, dad, if I trust him, so if you hear his words and do them because you trust him to do them. I will show you what he is like. He is a man. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose and the stream broke against the house and could not shake it because he had been built, he had been well built, but the one who hears and does not do them. Wait. So this person hears this person hears and does not do them. It's like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, it immediately fell. And the ruin of that house was great. A lot of people can hear it, but he's giving you the word and, and the advice, and well, not advice, the advice, the commands to better your life and 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 to follow him. And if you don't, if you trust him, you do it. If you don't trust him, you don't do it. After he had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now a centurion had a servant who was sick and at the point of death, who was highly valued by him. Oh my gosh, we're eight minutes left. I wanted to get through all this, man. I think this is the last chapter, but I'm going to just read it. It's the word of God. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent to him elders of the Jews, asking him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they pleaded to him earnestly saying, he is worthy to have you do this for him. For he loves our nation and he is the one who built us, our synagogue. And Jesus went with them. Notice that they came proclaiming his worthy, his, his worth, right? They came there saying, our guy's worthy. And then it says, when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you, but say the word and let your servants be healed. For I too am a man set under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one go and he goes and to another come and he comes and to my servant do this and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned into the crowd that followed him said, I tell you not even in Israel have I found such faith. And if you want to know why that's faith in case that went over your head, the man recognizes that Jesus has the authority. So all he has to do is say yes. All he has to do is say, go. He's he's saying, I recognize your authority and I too have authority. And I know that if I tell someone go, they go. So I know that if you say rise, my son will rise, right? And then what does it say? And when those and when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. Soon afterward, he went to the town called Nain and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died had been carried out the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a considerable crown was the town with the town a yeah, crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, "Do not weep." Then he came up, touched the bier, and the beer, the bearers stood still and he said, "Young man, I say to you, arise. Remember earlier I said that Jesus can tell a dead body to get up and it gets up? And the dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. People say they can walk away from Jesus. Dead yeah. bodies stay dead from Jesus. Amen. People said they can walk away from Jesus, <laughs> but a dead body doesn't stay dead if Jesus says rise. Amen. I'm just saying. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying a great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. Listen, this is what I wanted you to hear. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea, and the surrounding county, the disciples of John reported all these things to him and John and uh, and John calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to the Lord saying, are you the one who is to come Who sh- uh, or shall we look for another? This is what J.D. referenced also. And when the men had come to him, they said, John, the Baptist has sent us to you saying, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? In that hour, he healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits. And on many who were blind, he bestowed sight. And he answered to them, go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised up and the poor have good news preached to them and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. That's a stroke right there. When John's messengers had gone, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out to the, into the wilderness to see? a reed shaken by the wind. What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who are dressed in splendid clothing and live in luxury are in king's courts. What then did you go out to see? A prophet, yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, behold, I send my messengers before your face who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among these born of women, None is greater than John, yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. When all the people heard this and the tax collectors, they declared God just, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the purpose of God for themselves, not, not having been baptized by him. To what then shall I compare the people of this generation and what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not weep. For John the Baptist has come eating no bread and drinking no wine, and you say he has a demon. The son of man has come eating and drinking, and you say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by all her children. Whew. We out of time. Get up. I, I wanted to it's finish. Get some. How much more is left? How much more is left? This is this a long you, chapter. Y'all go read it. Y'all go read it. Listen, I want to keep going because listen, this. Ah, uh, I'm just telling you right now. This chapter screams the authority of Christ, the power of Christ, the power. Like man, I when I was sitting, I'm telling y'all, oh, when right. I was sitting here reading this, I was just in it. Like I'm just reading it, like oh my goodness, we need to read this again. We need to dive into this again. We need to love this again because this 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 is a strong area uh, where he really defines who he is, what he is uh, uh, coming to do in a sense, right? He he's giving us these leaks, kind of like I'm coming to save. I ain't finna tell you how I'm saving, but I'm coming to save. Like uh, it's a d- and notice what he said, JD. To, to, I can't wait till we get here in our Bible reading when we can like sit for two hours on a chapter. Um. Heaps the things he told them to say to John was almost like he was quoting all the prophetic things that the Messiah was to do. The way he said it too, he said the let them know that the blind here, I mean the blind can see, the deaf can hear, the dead are risen like these things that you know they're waiting for the one who will come and the blind will see and the deaf will hear and the dead will be raised and he's like oh oh he's wondering let them know all these things that's happening. Yeah, yeah. Not I am because what do we read in John 5? In John 5 he said My works bear witness to who I am. The scripture bears witness to who I am. In fact, you really want to know how I'm going to end this episode? When someone says, Why didn't Jesus say I'm God? Because they were supposed to know it by what he did. Oh,
1: and
0: say it. You should know. How many times did Jesus say, If you knew what Moses said, you would know who I am. If you knew what the scripture said, you would know who I am. You fools, don't you know what the scripture said? He, didn't hide it. he wasn't hiding it like really that like really if you knew the scriptures, it wasn't hidden from you. You know who it was hidden from? The people who don't know God at all. So if you're upset that you can't recognize that Jesus is God, that's a you problem, not a Jesus problem. And with that, I'm out. a mm-hmm. good. Like, I can't drop this because it's actually hanging. <laughs> so what I do I'm, I'm going to
1: say it one more time. I'm going to say it one down. more time. Get some. Get some, get some. I'm going to make that.
0: a soundboard of just JD stuff. I swear. I'm going to get JD's laugh. That's his win some. is a win. All this stuff.
1: <laughs> Win's a win. A win is a win. But I, uh, I like that. legit, that that is, that, that is, that is so, bro, so, bro, so, so, so good. Like, like honestly, honestly, that like that might, that be, might one be one of the really most profound things I've ever heard you say. Like, that just melted my face, bro. That was, that was so good. Like, apologetics 101 like that's got to be a quote at the top of the list like honestly yeah i mean it's just it was so good so good and and to everybody that stuck around for the full two hours i know a lot of you have been here for the full two hours god bless you um and i trust you blessed i was blessed i was blessed by by reading that again always blessed by reading the word of god um, but again, guys, uh check out the link tree. Uh, check out the link tree in Mike's bio and TikTok. Um, to those who want to get involved, there are many ways you can get involved, get on the discord. Um, and again, I'll, I'll drop it here one more time. Uh, if there's anybody that that's that's been here for the first time um, and you don't have a Bible, like you here, you're listening you you're you're on the fence like you want to believe in this jesus guy but you don't really know who this jesus guy is like walk through the bible with us guys we've started reading the bible from start to finish (coughs) real quick
0: i'm gonna mute tiktok because this is just for y'all ready TikTok is muted just for y'all. I'll never say it again. If any of you in here do not have a Bible, shoot us an email at contact at Contact at We'll make sure you get a Bible. Won't be no fancy Bible. Let me make this clear. This ain't like the giveaways. Like I'm not about to send you like a dope Bible. It'll be a Bible though. Like, I mean, Bibles, Bibles, Bibles are amazing. Like, right? yeah, so, I'm just saying like, but if you don't have a Bible at all cuz I prefer people to have at least one copy of a hand pocket Bible cuz your phone can go away in a heartbeat. man. So, let me turn theirs back on. People people on TikTok, people on TikTok are probably like, "What what what did he just say?" I wonder how many people were like, "Oh, right, quick quick quick, we go to YouTube. What's he saying?" Cuz he purposely said I'm going to mute TikTok for this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can't. And I mean, and this the- it's 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 a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing that we can we can we can share the word of God. And I'm a firm believer that every single person should have a Bible. That's that's not something that 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 should be like oh, I don't have one. Like you absolutely um, need to have a paperback Bible. Like if
0: if a bomb was to go off and like I have to run away from any part of my house I feel like there's every room in my house I can grab one like I wouldn't have to go get it in the other room I know there's one right out there on uh uh the the center coffee table thing there's obviously one in my room in my the room I read in I got one right here my wife has like yeah this <laughs> knowing me though I'd probably try and grab all of them and therefore still would get blasted I need all of them. <laughs> I love this one. This one means so much oh, to man. me. The bombs are oh. falling.
1: What a good episode, man! There was some good laughs. Uh, you 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 definitely hooked me again with the bring me cannon thing. That was perfect timing. My stomach still still hurts. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Wins a win, baby.
0: Drinking a lot of water over here, so I can't laugh or else we might have an accident. So just try my best. Yeah. <laughs> so when you spin, in this is the. You know what this spin means? It means it's time to it's time to go. So guys. Thank you so much as always for joining us. Make sure you're back here Wednesday. Uh, let me go ahead and tease this. Uh, oh, we said we're doing a giveaway this week. Oh, we're doing a We didn't do it today. We gotta do double. The, we're doing a double. Matter of fact, let's make Wednesday. I'm gonna Someone post about away. it. We're gonna make Wednesday a mailbag episode, and also we're gonna do whatever we do for the giveaway. So Wednesday Wednesday's gonna be a fun episode. Got it? promise. Promise is made right now. Wednesday's gonna be a fun episode. We're gonna do the giveaways. We're gonna do uh, uh, trivia maybe. Mailbag. This is Wednesday is the episode you're going to want to be here live. So if you're listening to this on Spotify on September 12th, you want to be here Wednesday night, 9 p.m. central. If you're listening to Yo. this on TikTok, you will not be able to win because you can't comment. Get up. You're going to have to be Get over up. here on YouTube. We're giving away stuff, whether it's going to be Bibles and and, and uh, merchandise. Um, And, Get you know, up. we might feel real froggy and do something crazy. I don't know. Um. Cause we just love our community. We love our community in case you think we just say that we love our community. Like you guys really are incredible. Um, so we definitely, uh, we want to do things that show you how much we love you guys. Um, I got it down on legal documentation. Andrew will hold me to that. I I trust him. Um, But uh, uh, there was one more thing. Oh, and I am in the works of scheduling the episode with Voice of Reason, not the Catholic Voice of Reason. I got to keep reminding you all that. The Christian Voice of Reason, who's coming on this podcast, for us to talk to him about the... The direction he goes because you know with us we're we don't we don't go the science route right that's that's not our specialty so we're not arguing about the scientific evidence of look at this and look at that i love what he's doing on his page if you're not watching him you definitely should he really defends the bible well against the scientific claims that you know the uh, the Bible doesn't make sense and doesn't work with science. He completely is incredible at that. So, um, I know that I'm busy, so I barely get a chance to respond to him, but we have been talking. I do want to get him on here next week. Um, so yeah, uh, awesome. guys, thank you guys so much. Have an amazing night. And, uh, I got nothing else for him, man. Did you tell him the whole like and stuff like likes and everything? Yeah,
1: I told him that. Yes, Kira, Kira is correct. Ask for her. Uh, like it's 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 way delayed now. I must get on that. So thanks for the reminder. Um, and guys, yeah, go check out everything. Go check out all the links. Continue to share. Um, and again, like yes, 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 it get some and tell someone about Jesus today. Like tell someone about Jesus. Like in a grocery store, in, in, in passing, as you drive past someone, you can roll your window down and go, Jesus Christ is King, Uh, go in peace. You know, let's, 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 let's hit it up. And, and for the South African brothers that are on the podcast, the true Christian merch is now available in South Africa as well. So the go in peace shirt is up. The, the true Christian ministry shirt is up as well as the, Jesus is King, Go In Peace shirts are available on the Red Bubble link, which is in the bio Yeah, So if you're in South Africa and you want true Christian ministry merch, it is available. So God bless you all. <clears throat> See all you in right. mailbag.
0: Yeah, so that means you guys are gonna hear this first before I go ahead and announce it on TikTok tonight or tomorrow. But uh, the emails will be open for you guys to start. I got a bunch waiting already. Um, but uh, start emailing contact at True Christian Ministry. Put mailbag in the subject if you really want us to notice it. Anything you want to want us to discuss, make sure you do that. But uh, until then, as always, God bless and go in peace, guys. And I'll see y'all over there on TikTok for the little after show.